but yeah, like a lot of like my memories with my dad, like from childhood, is either why is my dad not talking to me, uh-huh. or I'm seeing my dad and he's packed this two weeks full of like activity. Like we're gonna go to this place, I'm gonna buy you these toys, we're gonna oh do this, God. we're gonna go to this theme park, and like yeah, it was like really like weird and intense. And another conversation I remember having with my mum is like oh all these fun things about my dad, uh-huh. and then she was obviously very frustrated, and I think she regrets this now. But she, I remember her telling me, how do you think it makes me feel that I look after you and like I have to like you know struggle to keep us both like okay and you're talking about your dad like he's some sort of like superhero I think she regrets saying that now because I was quite young when she said it yeah totally but like obviously now that I'm older you've had a conversation with her about her saying that yeah now that I'm older I can totally see where she's coming from And I just had a tea with two tea bags, if you can imagine. Um, two old tea bags. One of them sitting there since yesterday. Man, yesterday I oversteeped my tea like fucking crazy. Oh my god, that was actually infuriating. I had my like my like food around like six p.m. and uh, cooked it, and then I made myself a tea, and then I put my tea on the table but it was kind of behind my laptop and I was just watching fucking South Park and then I ate the whole meal and then I remembered that I'd made myself tea and the tea bag was still in one and then two the water was like had cooled down enough that it was it just had no bite to it anymore so the tea was all shitty and like bitter not bitter what's the word Uh, tart is that the word it's when it has that weird fucking round taste to it. It's not, like, sharp, you know? I like my English breakfast tea to have a bit of punch to it. And then also the water was tepid. And it just really upset me. I think I drank half of it. I'm, no, I might have even drank all of it to punish myself. I get really upset when I fucking... When I oversteep a tea or when I, like, ruin rice. When I just... When I ruin something. When I... When my incompetence leads to the wastage of food or just something but oh i get so upset you know um <laughs> anyway <laughs> um <laughs> so i'm drinking a tea that i just made with that used tea bag from yesterday and then also a used tea bag from the tea that i just had with my breakfast um just to clear that up with everyone, I hope no one was wondering what tea I was drinking, how steeped it was, if anyone had any anxiety over that. Let's see what it tastes like. It tastes like kind of hot water. I had a tea next to my... Um, oh, by the way, Ella Nobra Watts on the podcast today. <laughs> um, got an interview with her. Ella Nobra Watts is a comedian from London. Um... She's mixed race. We talked about that. We talked about how 
just kind of the circumstances of her birth. I um, When I put the podcast out about uh, meeting Fernando a few weeks ago, she messaged me on Instagram and uh, she we just like had a bit of a chat. She mentioned about how her dad hasn't really been in her life for the best part of 15 years, wasn't in her life. And uh, I just said, man, I'd love to talk to that, talk to you about that. I've been, I, I think I'm doing this. I've got a few conversations coming up with um, people in those kinds of circumstances. And uh, I've just been having a few conversations with people about it. And I think the reason I want to do that is because like, I mean, it's cool for me to meet other people who have had similar situations with... It's always dads, by the way. It's always the dad. Um, had similar situations with their dads where where maybe their dad hasn't been in their life or, or they've got some uh, sort of mixed race thing, but they're not necessarily connected to it or weren't raised in that. Um, I don't know. I just want to have more conversations with people about this kind of stuff. Um and uh, the cool thing about doing this podcast that I'm just discovering about it is that if I have an excuse to talk to someone, like, hey, I'm doing this podcast, do you want to have a chat? It's just easier than like a person I've never met going, hey, uh, do you want to meet up for coffee and talk about our dads? <laughs> That's a crazy thing, isn't it? I could never do this if I didn't have a podcast. The only other way to do it, if podcasts didn't exist, would be to do it on a live show, which is so much more daunting. What other way, like a radio show before podcasts? Hey, come into my radio show. But then you got to get up early in the morning and fucking drive to the radio station, you know, and it's like five o'clock. Who wants to talk about their relationship with their estranged father before coffee shops are open? Oh my God. That's the beauty of podcasting, isn't it? That we're finally afforded a platform that with no time constraints and no, you don't have to set an alarm to do a podcast. Maybe that's why people are so much more candid on podcasts because they're not fucking gulping down their first coffee, taking a desperate shit (laughs) in the staff toilet and then running out to try and reveal things about themselves that they've, they've never been able to tell a person before. Is that what is that is that how I think of my podcast? <laughs> That's clearly the the lofty ambitions I have for my podcast. Um, is that people won't shit before it, and then they will reveal things, beautiful truths about themselves. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, it's it's very cool that I've like. I'm starting to interview people and I'm kind of like realizing, oh man, this is such a great way to just have conversations with people that I never would have been able to talk to before. Well, the, you know, normally when I've had really nice conversations with someone, they come around every so often and they catch you by surprise. It's often when I'm doing a gig with a comic who I've kind of met in the past but didn't really get the chance to speak to for an extended period of time. So we know each other so we don't have our like or who are you, where are you from, and do the little dance where it's like, am I going to let my guard down around this person? We've already done that. We've had the conversation the first time we met, and then we meet again, and then we have a proper conversation. We're like, actually, who are you? You know? Podcast is just a shortcut to that. Hey, come around and let's have a, let's drink a tea and fucking, and talk about that same shit. So I like it. Um, This conversation was great, man. I really enjoyed talking to Ella. And, uh, I don't know what else to say, man. 
uh, we were in a cafe. It was very noisy. Um, this is the last really noisy one. I got another one in the in the can with uh, my boy Karai. Uh, that was in a venue, but it was way quieter. It was like upstairs in a cinema. And uh, all the other ones after this, I'm going to be recording in private spaces. Because fuck recording in cafes, man. There's one point when someone starts... They start... We were at a Cafe Nero or some shit. And uh, one of the fucking cunts that works at that place starts steaming a jug of milk. And he's like steaming it. Like, if you're steaming milk properly, it shouldn't be loud. And this motherfucker steaming this jug of milk... It was like he was trying to get information out of it. Is what he was trying to do. Like... Like, you could hear the jug. He'd like... It was like he found the resonant frequency of the jug and decided to steam the milk at exactly that frequency so it turned the jug into a just a white noise speaker through the rest of the fucking cafe. Oh, it was a nightmare. And whoever it was did it for 15, 20 seconds and I managed to just stay focused on the conversation. Um, but you'll hate it. You'll absolutely hate it. <laughs> Um, I think that's all I wanted to say though, man. I'm back in Melbourne. I'm feeling good uh, about being back in Melbourne. I uh, had that little bit of a fucking meltdown last week. I think that might have been jet lag combined with just a flood of feelings. I've got my first therapy session booked for Monday, six days from now. Damn, I'm excited. Even just to see what it is. I've been talking to a few people about therapy. And about their experiences with therapy. And um, uh, my boy Joey Green described it as uh, someone allowing you the space to just talk your issues out without them needing anything. Um, That sounded kind of cool. It's like the therapist isn't going to tell me. I should kind of let go of the idea that the therapist is going to tell me stuff. And that it's really just me telling myself things and them allowing me to reveal those things. So look, that sounds nice. (laughs) Um, yeah, I've been running every day, uh, just the one loop, like a short run, a 4k run around Princess Park, uh, I went to the doctor and, um, to get my healthcare plan, my, my mental healthcare plan, so I could get the free sessions that the government gives you, uh, with therapy, and, uh, the doctor also just said to me, like, hey man, maybe just do some exercise every day. You're a young dude. I recommend running 20 to 30 minutes every day. And uh, I just thought, you know what? Like I, whenever I run, whenever I go through periods where I'm like, I'm going to run now. I'm going to be a running fitness boy. Um, I uh, I end up trying to like better myself every time, you know? Like I get too competitive. So I'll like run one day and I'll do like a lap of Princess Park. And then I'm like, all right, in I'll do I'll not run for two days and then and after that I'll run like one and a half laps and then after that I'll run like two laps you know and then by the time I'm running fucking three laps I'm just like well I'm tired now I don't want to do this because it's really hard (laughs) rather than do that I'm like why don't I just run one lap every day reliably it takes fucking 18 minutes it's four k's I get some good, like, I get a good, you know, heart rate up. I'm not sore. I'm not, like, unable to walk the next day. I'm just like, it's just a good bit of exercise. 
Why do I get so competitive? This is the same reason I got pulled over and given a fucking speeding ticket for going like 130Ks down the highway a few years ago, driving back from Byron Bay Falls. It's like I get on a highway, I'm driving a car, and it's a long stretch, and I just get bored, so I'm like, well, the only way to amuse myself is to start overtaking other cars (laughs) on the highway. It's just like 2014. (laughs) Me and some friends were driving back, and I was doing the final stretch, like the last like fucking six hours or whatever, back to Melbourne from Sydney. And... uh, the cops pulled me over and I'd just been, I'd been slaloming and that through, not slut, but you know, like I'd been overtaking cars. I'd been making a point to just keep overtaking cars because I just wanted to be going faster than everyone else on the highway. I just was like, I'm a better driver. I'm the best. And I need you to know that you lose. I win. And, <laughs> and, and like, this is how unaware I was on the road is I like, I, I didn't even see that there was a cop behind me at all. And uh, they pulled me over and the dude goes, that was some of the worst driving I've ever seen. (laughs) And I was like, sorry, dude. (laughs) Oh, mate, I just can't pay attention. And that's what that's the same reason with running. That's the slap on the wrist that I needed is like. If I'm left to my own devices without any plan, I'll just run. Yeah, I'll just run like once every three or four days. And then, you know, if you're not, if I'm not running regularly, okay, here's, here's what will happen. I'll run on the Monday. I'll do a lap. I'll run on the Wednesday. I'll do a lap and a half. Then on the Saturday, I'm like, well, if I'd run today, that'll be three times for the week. That's a good week. And then I'll be really like motivated and I'll run like three laps on the Saturday. I'll do like 12 Ks, you know, and then I'll be tired and I won't recover until Tuesday, the next week. And then on Wednesday, I'm like, well, I just recovered, so I don't need to run today. And then it's Thursday and I'm like, ah, oh, I got something to do. And then it's Friday and then I'm like, well, I didn't run all week. And then it's Saturday and I, nah, and I stopped running. That's just what happens. Because I get too excited and I'm like, oh, I'm Superman. No, let me run a short, measured, controlled run every day. 4Ks, that's what I'm going to do. I've run every day for the last like four or five days. I think I'm going to run every day, at least for the rest of this month is the plan. Maybe I'll take one, I can give myself one day a week if I happen to be staying, sleeping somewhere else for a gig or whatever. And I think that's what's got me feeling good. And I'm going to go to the therapist and be like, you know what, dude, I don't need you anymore because my doctor told me to go for runs, all right? So you can... You can take your safe space for self-exploration and discovery and shove it up your fucking ass. And then they'll go, are you sure you don't need therapy? Because you just yelled at me and we have never met. And I'm like, all right, I'll sit down. <laughs> um, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview with uh, with Ellen Overwatts. Um, uh, what things can I plug? Anything that I got to plug? Follow the podcast on Instagram at Sitting Under Podcast. Follow me at Aiden Taco Jones as Alpha Indigo Delta Alpha Nancy Taco Jones. And um, enjoy this chat, man. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye.
some fucking broke artist thing. <laughs> like, I've got a notepad. <laughs> so yeah, so that was pretty fun. That's cool. Yeah. Do you, but Brighton's home? Not really, because like, it, me and my mum like lived there for years, but she doesn't live there anymore, so it's kind of like... That's weird, isn't it's, it? It's home, but it's not home. But you go back there and there are people that you can see? Yeah, yeah, um, like friends from school still live there. Uh-huh. And actually my best friend from Sheffield has recently moved down there uh, to do a master's. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, it'll be fun to go back down yeah, there again. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's like this weird like thing. Whenever I go back, it's like it's home, but it's not. Home yeah, anymore. but you grew up there for like your whole childhood. Pretty much, yeah. The whole shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, from six to eighteen. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where were you before that? Uh, well, this is where we get into Ella's backstory. Let's fucking get into it, dog. <laughs> yeah. um, so I was born in Portugal. Okay. Um, was where my parents met, and then when I was three years old, we moved to Switzerland. Uh huh. And then my parents put up when I was four. Yeah. And we stayed in Switzerland for a little bit. Uh, but then my mum was like, fuck this, we're moving, we're moving away. She didn't want to move back to Portugal because the economy is like okay. terrible. Yeah. But she didn't want to move somewhere she could speak the language. And yeah. she speaks loads of languages. Okay. But she was like, oh, I'll move to the UK and like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she didn't want to move to London because I don't know why she didn't want to move to London. She just didn't want to. Okay. Uh, but she heard of Brighton and she's like, oh, nice seaside town. Just go to Brighton. Yeah, less pollution. Was the pollution. EU a thing then? Like, or the freedom... Oh, no, so the EU was with the Euro. When did the Euro start? But the Euro's not part of the EU whole thing, is it? Uh, no, it's not. It's like a whole, like... It's a whole different thing. It's a thing. whole thing, yeah. So there was freedom of movement yeah, the, for, yeah. like, since the war. Yeah. Oh, yeah like, really? Not, not since the war. I think since the 60s. Oh, how do I not know anything about that? <laughs> yeah, no, since like, yeah, I think that's when the EU like started in the free Right, world. so yeah. people could fucking move around and yeah, pretty much. if you're born in Portugal, she could totally just live yeah, yeah. in the UK or whatever if she wanted. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. But and it makes like the whole Brexit thing really awkward for me because I don't have a British passport because I've never needed one. But you could totally yeah. get one. No, no, I could. Yeah, yeah, it's on the list. It's not very high on the list. Right. But like, yeah, since Brexit, it's sort of moved slightly higher yeah, on the list. Totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just a bit awkward because I'm like, well, I could get one if I wanted to. Yeah. I fully can. No one's going to kick me out. Yeah, and it's, then, not like, yeah. it's not like if Brexit happens and you haven't got a passport yet, they're like, well, you didn't do your tasks, so unfortunately... It's like, I'm sorry, I know all your education's here, you've got two degrees here, but you yeah, cannot yeah. stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fine, because like, you read these articles where it's like, a German man who's lived here for like 30 years, yeah. he's not allowed to live here anymore, and it's like, oh my god, I could be that German man. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. And there's a whole like thing that apparently... If your mother or your father is like a EU citizen, but you were born in the UK, that also fucks things up for you. Well, it's like, bad. Um, apparently. But you. Brexit. But if you. Don't, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crap. Mm-hmm. I just found out a friend of mine is uh, Kenyan. Was born in London. Two Kenyan parents. Yes. Can't get a British passport. Oh wow. Doesn't live here, but has like lived in Edinburgh for three years, I think, or two oh. years, doing yeah. uni. And uh, we were just talking on the phone then. She was like, yeah, no, I can't get it. She's moving to London to do, like, her master's. Yeah. And she's like, no, I can't get a British passport. I was like, that's crazy. She was literally born in London. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. I think it's like they don't like it if you're away from England yeah. for more than three years or yeah. something. Yeah, treacherous. Like, what were you doing there? Spreading <laughs> yeah. secrets? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Doing something? Exactly. And it's just like, oh, it's Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I had, um, uh, I was in fucking... Cork, 
in mm. Ireland. I never encountered this crazy anti-English sentiment <laughs> like until I went down to Cork and smoked yeah. weed with some real Irish dudes. <laughs> yeah. And this guy, as soon as we got high, he was just like, right, man, you're from Australia? Let me tell you what the British did to Australia, man. <laughs> oh, British people are fucked. They're the worst. Like, they're bad. you got to understand, yeah. man. And I was just like, hi. So I was like, all right, man. Like, what do you got? I believe you. Know? you. I believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you have any siblings? No, only child. Just me. Just you. Yeah. And why did your mum take you over here and not your dad? Um, well, I don't know. It's just kind of like they split up. Yeah. And it just kind of like I think it was always agreed that I'd live with my mum. Wild. Um, I don't know. I don't know really, because like I remember I saw my dad at the weekends when we still lived in Switzerland. Yeah. Because like, well, Switzerland's like tiny, but yeah. um, we lived in. Well, me and my mum lived in Zurich, uh-huh. and my dad lived somewhere near Basel. Okay. So like, it's like a train. It's like not, yeah, not yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, chill. And I think he had a car at the time as well. So it's like it wasn't like a huge deal. Um, I actually remember my mum saying like when she said, oh, you and your dad, oh, me and your dad aren't going to be together anymore. Really? You remember that? I don't remember exactly, but she was like, oh, yeah, you're going to have like two houses now. You're going to live in two different places. And I was like, oh, that's chill. Cool. So you have that memory. (laughs) Yeah. How old were you then? Six? No, I was four. Four. Yeah. So like I have no real memory of my parents like being together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have like some memories, but I'm not sure if they're like real memories. You know when you have like a really vivid dream. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if they're just dreams or like actual real memories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no like proper conscious memories. Is that your first memory? No, my first memory is of in Switzerland. Okay. Uh, it was like watering like the plants in my grandmother's garden, like on my dad's side. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that I was like, that's nice. That's well, a nice like memory. Three, yeah. That's lucky that your first memory isn't your mum going, we're gonna have two houses. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, let's cast a shadow over my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, but I don't know. Um, I think it was just always agreed that I would go live with my mum because I guess she just didn't trust my dad to really? look after me. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I probably didn't help because I remember once I stayed at my dad's house, I decided I wanted to cut my own hair. <laughs> and he was like, you probably shouldn't cut your own hair. But like, he's I'm going to do like, it. I'm four years old. I'm and you're four? Four or five. I can't really remember. Somewhere like young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then obviously like they did the handover. Yeah. And my mum was like, something's different. <laughs> and then immediately I went, oh, my dad cut it. And she was like, why? It's like, he didn't want to take me to the hairdresser. Oh, why? You just lied. I you lied. straight I up lied. lied. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was, I have this weird memory when I was like maybe six or seven or something. Yeah. I remember being in the shower and just for some reason it felt comfortable to like bite my fucking arm there <laughs> while I was in the shower. It was like, you know, soft skin. And I was just like, I'm not biting it hard, but just like, Mwah. and then when I took my mouth away, it was like a hickey on my fucking arm and uh, I was like oh whatever it doesn't matter and then I got out of the shower and I was in the lounge room and my mom was like Aiden what's that mark on your arm and it just was embarrassing to be like oh I bit my arm in the shower so I was like oh it's some girl at school like just bit my arm and I remember being like her being like who what and I was like I remember the girl who I said it was Sophie Marriott because she was like a family friend yeah I was like yeah Sophie just bit my arm and my mom was like what and I was like no just don't ask about it like it's fine it was just like it was funny like it was, it was a cool thing. It's just a joke. Yeah. It's a cool joke. Just trying to get up. Or like when I was like 13, we were on a family holiday, and I uh, was. It was like a house that we shared with a few other families on like yeah, this yeah. holiday thing. 
and there was a razor in the um, in the shower and I was like I'd never been taught how to use a razor and I was like I wonder if these things work so I got the front bit of my hair and just like shaved off just one patch and I felt and I was like oh no like that's so maybe I was even like nine or something because um, then I uh, got out of the shower and my mum again just was like what is that on your fucking head like you shit bit of your head and I was like oh my friends held me down at school and just like cut it <laughs> which is like such a more terrifying yeah. <laughs> and she's like all these friends are holding you down nah don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just, it was just completely natural for me to sell my dad down the river. Just yeah, like, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, okay, so you're in Switzerland. Your parents are, you're going between the two of them. <laughs> Do you remember when you moved over here? Um, vague, actually, yes and no. I remember being on the plane. Yeah. I remember being on the plane and my mum was like, oh, are you excited to go to England? And I'm like, I mean, sure. <laughs> like, we've been on planes before because, obviously, my grandparents live in Portugal. So okay. Yeah, sorry, where fly. are your parents from? Mum and dad. Okay. <laughs> so, my dad's Swiss. Yeah. I don't really know much about his heritage other okay. than Swiss. All right. My mom, what colours his skin? White. All right. <laughs> Very white. Whiteman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then my mum was born in Portugal. Sure. But, um, no, 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 she wasn't born in Portugal. Like me, she grew up in Portugal. Uh-huh. I think she moved there when she was eight, like with the family. Yeah. But she was born in like West Africa in okay. this like tiny country called Guinea-Bissau, which is like a Portuguese colony. Okay. Um, so yeah, so she spent eight years of life there. And then sure. Moved. So yeah, so that's where my family all Is it like heritage, like is that the Moors or whatever? Um, I don't know really. It's just like, because I did like one of those like 23andMe DNA test things. Yeah. And like basically it just lit up everywhere. Really? <laughs> so like I don't know how much of it comes from like my dad's side, but yeah. it kind of like corresponds to what like my granddad would tell me about like our family and stuff. Yeah. So obviously there was a lot of like, well, colonization, which is less fun. Right. Um, but then also, because part of my last name, Nobra, means noble. So there was like noble people in my family like huh. thousands of years back so yeah so i guess with marrying with different like european royalty and stuff like that totally like, yeah because people in that part of the world i mean wait what did you say north africa or west uh west, west. okay yeah. but it's a portuguese colony out yeah. that way because like shit in that part of the world and like the south of spain and or the mm. iberian peninsula is crazy anyway with the <laughs> yeah, moors yeah, yeah. and then there's white people in there and there's like islam and christianity and it's all mashing together yeah yeah so you when when someone asks you where are you from, what do you say? See, this is like what I have issues with. <laughs> like, yeah. I have constant like identity crisis because it's like, okay, when someone's asking me where I'm from, am I saying Brighton? Yeah. Am I saying, well, I was born in Portugal, but I grew up in Brighton? Totally. Are, are they clocking that I'm mixed race and they're like, yeah. oh, my mum's from West Africa? Like, yeah. So I never really know what to say. For sure. So it's like, yeah. It's do people like, just guess? Uh, no, never guess. They no one ever like, guesses? Well, I've had people being like, oh, you look Spanish. Okay. Or you look Brazilian. Yeah. Or like stuff like that. But no, generally people will ask me that. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. Maybe that's an Australian thing. People always <laughs> guess. People always try and guess mine. Really? <laughs> I have a joke where but everyone used to think I was Greek because there's a lot of Greek people in Adelaide. So everyone's uh, just like, you're Greek. And I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um... Yeah, that's wild, man. I've like I've started to try and ask, um, where's your skin from or where's your voice from? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a weird fucking thing, isn't it? I never knew, even like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, because um, I, talking about that memory that you have, I have a memory of when I was, my mum told me when I was older, that she told me when I was 10 yeah. that my dad wasn't my dad. Right, okay. And then I have this memory that I guess must be from that time. Yeah of my mum taking me into her bedroom and pulling this box down from her like right. cupboard okay. and it was like a, of her trip in South America ah, nice. and she had like some uh, like a pan flute that Fernando my biological dad had yeah. made for her yeah. and then she had a photo of him and I remember the photo of just like this this like Colombian dude yeah. sitting next to a river oh, okay. and then and she had a poncho and then that's the end of the memory Wow. Because I was going to say, what's it like when your mother tells you, oh yeah, your dad's not your dad? Yeah, well, I don't don't remember anything or having any feelings about it, but then the whole time when I was a teenager, people would go, where are you from? And I'd I'd go like, oh, South America, somewhere. And even though my mum had told me Colombia, I guess a part of my brain just shut that off because it was too hard to think about. So I was like, oh, South America, you know, and then that's my nickname, Taco. (laughs) People would be like, Mexico? And I was like, maybe. Maybe. I just didn't want to think about it, you yeah. know. And it was only when I was like 20 that I started to be like, "Mom, where was the guy actually from again?" <laughs> yeah. And she was like, "I told you." And I was like, "I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> it's not important at all. I no. completely forgot. This is, I, did, I didn't feel like it was important to me. Yeah, I guess. But so. I, how old are you? I'm um, 26. Okay, yeah, we're like the same age. Yeah. Did you ever? Was there a point when you started to care about more? Um. Well, I don't know, because like. Through my childhood, up until I was 12 years old, my dad was kind of just like a flitting in and out of my life. Because like after we moved to the UK, mm-hmm. obviously saw him a lot less because we're different countries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, there would be like these huge periods where we just wouldn't really hear from him. Okay. And my mum and my aunt, the sister, used to be quite close, so she would like ring to check in on us like every week and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when we'd ask about my dad, she's like, oh, he's just around. Wow. <laughs> like, and like, I think she had a bit of like shame about him not really reaching out as much. Yeah. But then I'd have like other periods where I'd go and spend Easter with him and like I'd see him a bit more often and we'd be a bit, a bit more contact. Like when you were a teenager or something? Uh, no, this is still like when I was a child. Okay. Um, yeah, so it would be like just random, sporadic things like that. Oh, and I literally just remembered like this, again, maybe slightly traumatic memory, mm-hmm. but it's like, I remember there was one point during my dad's like silence where we didn't really hear from him. Yeah. And I was asking my mum about like, oh, how come dad never really, you know, reaches out and stuff like that? How come it's always me reaching out to him? How come I'm always having to ask my aunt like why? my dad isn't like speaking to me yeah and i can't exactly remember what she said and how it led up to this but she had alluded to like some illegal activity and that my dad might go to prison Whoa. and then i started crying because i was like i was like eight years old yeah I was like i don't want my dad to go to prison yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just those words are just yeah. bad yeah exactly <laughs> and, like, I literally, like i cannot remember what she said exactly yeah. but i just remember me crying in the living room being like i don't want my dad to go to prison <laughs> What can you just imagine? That's like, so funny. That's like a cartoon. <laughs> like your only reference point for that is like media. You're like, my dad goes to prison. Does that mean I go to prison? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are we moving to prison now, the whole family? <laughs> yeah, so just, I, I think about that sometimes. It's just like, that's just a weird... Do you weird know if he did go to prison? I don't think so. I mean, oh. he might have. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, my mum has alluded to like what she was saying, like when they were still, or when we were still living in Portugal when I was a baby. He used to like pirate these like weird, I don't know what they're called, but, but little cards you put in a TV box to like pirate cable, basically. Oh. And he used to make those and sell those and stuff like that. Wild. Um, so he's just like yeah. a kind of blue collar criminal. Kind of, yeah. And she had alluded to like other less favorite stuff as well, yeah. but never divulged anything, I guess, for good reason. Do you know if he has like a trade or anything, or if he has like some sort of job? I remember he worked with computers a lot. Okay. I'm not sure exactly, because like even when I did visit him, like he, I know he like built websites because he taught me how to build a website when I was like 10. Um, so you would just go and hang out with him for these like intense short periods of time. Yeah. In Switzerland. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he moved to Finland when I was 10 or 11. Okay. So I spent like a couple of Easter breaks with him there as well. But yeah, like a lot of like my memories with my dad, like from childhood, is, is either why is my dad not talking to me, uh-huh. or I'm seeing my dad and he's packed this two weeks full of like activities. Like we're gonna go to this place. I'm gonna buy you these toys. We're gonna oh do this. God. We're gonna go to this theme park. And like, yeah, it was like really like weird and intense. And another conversation I remember having with my mum is like, oh, all these fun things about my dad. Uh-huh. And then she was obviously very frustrated. And I think she regrets this now. But she, I remember her telling me, how do you think it makes me feel that I look after you and like I have to like you know struggle to keep us both like okay and you're talking about your dad like he's some sort of like superhero I think she regrets saying that now because I was quite young when she said it yeah totally but like obviously now that I'm you've had a conversation with her about her saying that yeah now that I'm older I can totally see where she's coming from because obviously here's this guy who kind of like dips in and out when he wants to Uh and like obviously your child is thrilled whenever he's around like Santa Claus or something Uh and like you're, you're doing all the hard work you have to be good cop and bad cop you have to like yeah struggle and like he never paid child maintenance either so I have like vivid memories of being like oh dad I need this for school can you send us some money (laughs) you would ask him yeah I would have to ask him yeah how's your mom feel about your dad I mean she doesn't feel like greatly about him obviously and then a few years ago she told me about like how in Switzerland even if you're not living with your child like after you separated from the partner you both get like some sort of like grant from the government even the parent that isn't living with the child and apparently a few years after we'd moved to the UK he was still claiming it but not paying us maintenance so So he was just getting all this money because you were alive but you weren't there and he wasn't doing anything yeah I'm not sure if it's still the same thing in Switzerland now but it definitely was like 10, 15 years ago yeah um yeah. was there a point in your life when your attitude kind of switched because you like as a kid you're going away doing all these fun things he's buying you like yeah. stuffed giraffes from the fair <laughs> yeah. yeah like well I remember when I was like 12 like it was coming up to my 13th birthday and we were talking about me he was living in Finland at the time me spending the summer or part of the summer in Finland with him yeah. and his partner at the time and then nothing yeah and then so literally like, like my mo- last memory I had just gotten my ears pierced like <laughs> I just got my ears pierced I was on the phone to my dad I was like oh I got my ears pierced uh, when am I coming to Finland blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. and then literally hearing nothing from him and then so I turned 13 I turned 14 I turned 15 wow. heard nothing from my dad and I kind of didn't want to reach out because I was like well he's my dad you should want to reach out to me yeah sure so yeah and it got to 
I was 18 years old, still hadn't heard from my dad. So I was like, okay, he's probably just never gonna reach out again. And I had just started uni and I was like on Facebook and I was like, I just had this thought, I was like, I wonder if my dad's on Facebook. So I, I go and search his name and there's a few guys with his name, but then I look at like the friends he has. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, that's my cousin, that's my aunt, that's his partner, maybe ex-partner, I don't know. Yeah. We haven't spoken in six years at this point. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's definitely him. And then like I scroll down on, on his like limited about section and it says he's moved back to Switzerland and he's married. And I'm like, those are two pretty big like life events uh-huh. that you would think you would tell your daughter. And he didn't say anything. And he didn't say anything. We literally hadn't heard anything like about him. Like my mum and my aunt were still in like regular-ish contact at this point. Yeah. But then they had a falling out because when I went to university, my mum was like, oh yeah, we're sort of struggling a bit getting Ella through university because like there's only so much like grants and maintenance loans can take you. And then my aunt was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have sent her to university if you couldn't afford it. Uh-huh. And I think, well, my mum reckons she, like there was a bit of jealousy that yeah. I got to go to university, whereas my cousins didn't, which it's not really my fault. Yeah, <laughs> sure, like, you just yeah. got to go to university. Yeah. And then I think she also felt maybe a bit attacked that my mum was probably not saying very nice things about my dad, sure. her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for good reason. But yeah, so they had like a falling out and don't really talk at all now, which is how it bridged like this even bigger gap where it's like, okay, my aunt thinks I'm a piece of shit for going to university. My dad got married and didn't tell me why should I reach out to him when he's had so many opportunities to do so. So it kind of, yeah, throughout like my whole adulthood up until now, I've just been like, well, if he wants to, he can. But if not, it's kind of shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's been this like whole like cloud looming looming over my head for like over half my life. Really? <laughs> like that my dad has not been in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until a little bit recently. Okay. What yeah. happened recently? Well, basically, I just thought, well, I'm just gonna send him a message on uh-huh. Facebook and just see what happens. Like the, the trigger for me to to send him a message was, have you seen this thing about Caroline Calloway, the like Instagram person? In New yes. Yeah. What was that? Fucking recap it for me, because I read some massive <laughs> thing about it. Basically, her former best friend yeah. wrote like a six thousand es- uh, word essay for New York Times. That's right. She's an Im- yeah. Caroline Calloway's an influencer. Yeah. And her best friend was her ghostwriter for the yeah, whole yeah, time yeah. when she was getting up big as an influencer. Yeah. And then their friendship ended, and her best friend wrote this whole expose. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like it was like so big and it's like so like intricate. But like I was like following these two women because. Oh, like, you were following it from the jump off. Not from the jump off, just when this article like came okay, out, yeah, and I was like, who are these people? I need yeah. to know everything about. Them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was just kind of like a nice escape, just because like I had like so much like shit going on I was like it's nice to just like not think about real life for a bit and sure. focus on these people's lives yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, Caroline her dad recently died uh-huh. while all this media shitstorm was going on and like she was talking about like her dad and like um, like his mental health and stuff like that and I was like and for some reason that like something clicked in me where I was like I don't want my dad to die before we've spoken again <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. The reason I went and found fucking Fernando is because my half-brother, his other son, told me last year that he had a heart attack. 
Oh wow! And I'd been in contact with, like, had the, the 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 option to contact him. We found him first in 2015, and uh, the whole time he was sending me all these emotional messages on, like, in Spanish on fucking <laughs> WhatsApp, and I was just like, cool, okay, you know, like, summoning the strength that I could to write, but like, I couldn't put the same emotion into it. Yeah. And then as soon as that happened, I was just like, I don't want this guy to fucking die before I go over there and meet yeah. him. Yeah. Because my dad's old. He's like 20 years older than my mum, so he's like nearly 70. Oh wow. Yeah. And I'm, I was just like, I don't want him to die before we've had like some sort of meaningful conversation. Yeah. And I can ask him just where he's been. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And like the past like I think few weeks now, it's not been that long at all. It's just been very like shallow surface level stuff. Just being like, how are you? Like, it's nice to hear from you. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like literally, I sent him a message, and he was like, oh hi, it's so good to hear from you. As if like he hasn't been absent for the last. Yeah. <laughs> As if he's the one who missed years. all your birthdays. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like completely like just completely like fucked with my head because I was just like these are like acting like this is the most like casual thing in the world yeah when I'm supposedly his only child like uh-huh. I don't know he could have other children out there which would make a lot more sense but as far as I know I am his only child yeah. so it's just like a bit like like yeah what's going on um, but yeah it's been all very surface level because I'm too afraid just to be like why? Really? So you yeah. haven't asked him a question that you want to ask him yet? Not yet, no. It's, it's been pretty much just like him asking me like, oh, what do you do? Where do you live? Like, yeah. uh, And like, he's actually recently been on holiday in Portugal, like in Lisbon. And now I'm just like, fucking Alice. <laughs> you go on holiday to the place where you met my mother, yeah. where I was born. And what is that, know? man? What do you think? What do you think we want out of these people? I don't know, because... I guess like there's a lot of layers like I spent a year in therapy last year because uh-huh. I just was sorting a bunch of stuff out but 50% was like what did, what did they tell what did they tell you save me some money <laughs> <laughs> well like 50% was like just talking about my dad and like yeah. how he has had this profound impact on my life just from being absent yeah and like we were like just theorizing like oh like if you did talk to him like what would you say or like yeah. what do you want to get out of it and stuff like that and I was like I don't know what I want to get out of it I just I guess I just want to know why he just disappeared. Why he abandoned you. Yeah. To use a fucking strong <laughs> yeah, word, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. Because at least, like, when he was, like, floating in and out, he would eventually float back in. Yeah. But then he'd just been, he had floated out and then it was like, that, nah, I'm just not going to totally. come back. Yeah. So I guess kind of like, like, I know it's not my fault, fundamentally, uh-huh. but it's just kind of like, I don't know. Just but why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to know. Just why. Why? But I haven't asked why yet. <laughs> and then, and then it's just like you're looking for someone to blame. Yeah. You know, like um, when I fucking met Fernando, I kind of did ask him what. Not, I was just asking him about his life and what he's been doing. Yeah. And uh, he he said he tried to get a visa to come over to Australia, and it was like they wouldn't let him come over. Yeah. And um, and then he said to me. Um, you know, I think it's silly to try and look for culpability in something like this because yeah. at the end of the day, it just is something that happened. Um, yeah. that, he said it in Spanish, but that's kind of what I like. <laughs> and my Spanish is like, that's another way. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I left my meeting going like, you know, I kind of feel unsatisfied. <laughs> yeah. Like, but then what did I fucking want? Like, I when I was at the airport, 
walking to go over and meet him in my head I was like am I going to cry is he going to cry is everyone going to cry and there's going to be this huge outpouring and there was no outpouring we just fucking hugged kind of and then went to the car park and he couldn't find his car you know like, <laughs> yeah. uh, completely that's a normal thing that's yeah, not normal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like nothing fucking happened did you meet you went and met your dad or you've uh, just been talking no we've just been talking because like obviously he's in Switzerland yeah so I don't know maybe when I actually have the balls to be like hey where have you been for the past 12 13 years however long it's been yeah like maybe then we can have a sort of tangible like maybe let's meet face to face and like what do you reckon yeah. stopping it I don't know I guess it's just like I guess the fear of like rejection uh-huh. like, I don't know because like when whenever I've talked to my mum about like oh so how come you and dad decided to have a baby you know because yeah. he is 20 years old than you yeah, that's yeah, yeah. crazy <laughs> Um, she was like, oh, well, I've always, I've always wanted a family at a young age. And, you know, I liked your dad. And he was like, sure. <laughs> so, wow. so I guess part of me thinks he never really wanted a kid in the first place. He was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this thing with this lady because <laughs> I like her right now. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't even committed to it yeah. in the long run. And it's crazy because, like, last year while I was, like, in the middle of therapy, I went on a date with this guy who was not a single dad, but he was co-parenting. So uh-huh. I guess a single dad. Yeah. But, like, he works as, like, an animator and he had like a couple years after the split where he worked in America for a bit um, and he, w- he said he like fell into this mindset where he was like oh maybe my kids are like better off without me maybe I'm not really adding anything to their lives mm. and blah 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 and then when he was telling me all this I was just like what if my dad thinks that about me totally and because it occurred to me at that point I was 24 yeah um, like oh my god my dad's a person yeah. <laughs> Up until that point, he's I not just an amalgamation of things yeah. that have been done to me. Yeah, he's exactly. A, yeah. Because like I, I remember like the first memory of me thinking, oh, my mum's a person. Because like I was 12 years old, we were in Brazil. Something like I think she lost her passport or something had happened to her passport. Yeah. So we were at the embassy. There was like fear that they wouldn't like get it in time, and she was crying. And I was like, oh my god, my mum's a person who cries. She doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. But it took me like half my life later to be like oh my god maybe my dad's a person <laughs> like, yeah. maybe he has these thoughts of like oh ella is maybe better off without me or blah 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 sure. like and yeah and i guess kind of that combined with everything else made uh-huh. me think maybe okay i don't want to reach out because i feel like he should reach out but maybe i should just reach out yeah like see. maybe it takes yeah. one person being the bigger person to yeah, use exactly. a weird term to yeah. like start that do you have did your mom have a partner growing up um not like well, after my dad, she was with a guy for a couple of years, like before we moved to the UK. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, she's not really had like, yeah, like a long term. Okay. There's no one else who's like a candidate to be your dad. No, no. So no. like, I've basically just been like with one parent, like my yeah, whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So yeah, that's been like quite like. Sometimes I think, oh, if I did have like a stepdad or something, would I feel this need to go reach out to my dad? I probably would. Yeah, I, I got a stepdad and I still, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was my dad for the whole time. I've been th- even thinking about the role of men and like dads, like, because I'm a guy and I'm like, I want to have kids one day. I hope my kids respect me. I hope, you know, like, do I have like a role in their life? I don't fucking know, man. I'm all over the place with this shit. <laughs> do you talk to people about this much? Not really, no. no. Like, because it's really awkward. Like when I meet people for the first time, I'm like, oh, where are you from? Oh, where does your mum live? Yeah. Oh, my parents aren't together. My dad lives in Switzerland, probably. Do you have a go-to <laughs> joke? Do you have a go-to line to end the conversation? Um, 
Not really, it's just kind of like... Like, how does that conversation normally go? It'll be like, oh yeah, where are you from? Brighton. Oh, but my mum lives in France now, and my dad lives in Switzerland, and I kind of just cut it off. I never... Because I never really talk about my dad, I only yeah. talk about my mum. Yeah. So people, I think, kind of clock on, it's like, okay, we don't oh, talk about Oh, you reckon? That. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's what... Because people don't really ask me about my dad, and I think it must be because I talk about my mum. Maybe, or maybe they just don't, sm- like, because that just then sounded like, uh, my mum lives in France now, my dad lives in Switzerland. That just sounds like, oh, I have two parents and this is where they live, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I guess so, like, matter of fact kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but like even like when you're like making new friends and stuff like that, yeah, like just talking about your life uh-huh. because like yeah, I've grown up with my mum and like all of my formative memories are with my mother, yeah, and my dad just never comes up. Uh-huh. I think people just don't really ask, yeah, and it's only sort of in my closer friends that they're like, oh, so what is the deal? With yeah, you? of course, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and only then I'll sort of delve into it, kind yeah. of, yeah. But yeah, otherwise I don't really talk about this. This is like the first time I'd really be really talking about it in a public way. Yeah, like in, a, in, a, in an open yeah. kind of way. It's, it's stuff like I want to talk about, but it's just like, it's difficult because like, where do you start? Like, oh, totally. You, like, Man, yeah. I mean, I'm fucking writing this show about this whole thing with my biological dad and my dad now. And uh, I have all these jokes about my dad and I've got a few jokes about being half Colombian. And just today I tried to sit down and write the story out without jokes. Yeah. And even that, I was like, okay, I guess I'll start here and I wrote three pages of stuff with no jokes just narrative yeah and I'm still like I don't even know what the end like there's no ending there's no ending to these kind of stories because it's like what's the ending Mm. he dies I think that's the ending because he dies and then and and then I get to be sad and move on like another weird thing like about stuff with my dad I have no photos of my dad oh like no at all because like when I was younger I remember my cousins made me this little like calendar with like pictures of all our family and there was like one like tiny photo of my dad yeah but I lost that years ago okay. there's another photo of me when I was like maybe two years old sitting next to my dad <laughs> sitting next to him not even like him holding you no, You're just no, like at a business meeting and the person who took the photo was focusing on me yeah so, like he, he's cut off from like the shoulder oh, up, so what symbolism I know what, what symbolism and then it could be anyone <laughs> Yeah, and then I do have like from when I was like 12, and yeah, it was in Finland. I would yeah. see him. I have some photos like that he burnt on a CD of our trip in Finland. Some of which he are, he is in it, but I've lost that CD. Oh my god! <laughs> but other than that, those are the only sort of photos I'm aware of of yeah. my dad. Yeah. So like I have this memory of I guess my nearing 50 year old dad in my head and on his Facebook profile picture he doesn't have his photo no so so yeah I have this like memory of my dad and it's kind of like if I saw him like on the street would I recognize him yeah sure I probably would but like it would take me a minute (laughs) like like you like to think that you would because you're like of course I would it's yeah so that's another like weird thing. Yeah. So I don't even have like a photo to like this is this is the person who totally. like, abandoned me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the photo. It's such a hectic word, isn't it? Yeah. Abandoned. Yeah, because it's like because he had literally just existed as 
just a figurative thing. Yeah. Like, like a metaphor. Like, uh -huh. And that's why it, it like crashed down on me so hard last year. I was like, oh my god, my dad's like a person. Yeah, and yeah, sure. And you might be feeling these weird like mixed emotions. And you want to go and find out whether yeah. he's feeling those things. Yeah, exactly. And so you don't even know what kind of person he is and if he's comfortable talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, or exactly. Have you spoken to uh, his, his sister about it at all? No, no, I haven't really spoken very much at all. Yeah. Like for years, really. Yeah. I remember my mum, when I graduated, like to sort of men fences, she was like, let's send your aunt some pictures of like your graduation. Sure. Which we did, but then uh -huh. we never heard back. So, like, oh, she was like trying to rub it in that yeah, you exactly. went to university. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking after we sent it. Yeah. I was like, maybe that oh wasn't like God. the best thing to do after you fell out because of university. Fuck, that's so funny. We're like, finished, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, she probably doesn't want to know that I also have a master's degree, but it's well. fine, you don't have to talk about it. So yeah, it's kind of like a weird... And you don't have any contact with yeah. that side of the family, you don't no, know anything not about really. it? And it's weird because, well, when talking about like race stuff, uh -huh. like I'm mixed race, but I'm very like light skinned. Yeah. Whereas like my mum and her side of the family are black. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a very oh, like, really? weird, yeah. So my mum's like quite like light, light skinned. Okay. And my granddad is actually also mixed black, race. Black, like African black? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my, my grandmother's quite dark. Okay. And then my granddad is mixed. Yeah. And then my mum is kind of like somewhere in the middle. But then like, because she has like four brothers, three of them are also quite like dark. Mm -hmm. like. So yeah, it's quite weird like growing up with this family who was like, oh yeah, they're my family. I don't question it. Yeah. But I'm so light skinned. Yeah. My white side of the family is kind of like not yeah. really present at all. And then growing up in the UK, like Brighton is very cool, but it's yeah. also very white. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know what are, I'm are supposed all, to be. Growing up, were all your friends white? Yeah. yeah. There were like three black kids did you, When did you, that same experience by the way, <laughs> when did you, how long have you been calling yourself mixed race for? All my life. Yeah. But I've only like started critically thinking about it for the past like few years. Yeah. I think since I moved to London, I was like really thinking about. I only learned the word when I moved to London. Really. I never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when I got to London, I was like, oh, but that, that's for other people. That's not for me. I'm white because I had yeah. white parents growing up, and there's no Latin people in in Adelaide in Australia. Yeah. Um, and in the last like year, I've started to be like, I'm mixed. Am I allowed to be mixed? I'm like asking. I'm like, who do I? Who can sign me off on being mixed race? <laughs> right now yeah see like I've never been comfortable calling myself white I think I could easily call myself white yeah but I'm never comfortable with that I think yeah, obviously just growing up with my mother who is black uh-huh I just I guess feels weird totally to be like yeah and she's always made it very like you are mixed race you are not yeah white. that's cool yeah. man that's cool that yeah, she understands yeah. that mm. if she understands something about like people are probably gonna treat you different on some level yeah, yeah it's true like I remember actually once saying to her like when I was a teenager like maybe 14 15 like oh I kind of wish like I was like a bit darker because like even though I'm mixed race like I feel like uh, well some people say I do look mixed race uh -huh. and some people can't really tell you're white like, passing oh yeah you're like Spanish like, yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah 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 um, it's fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> there's not a problem you're Spanish <laughs> yeah. oh my god no you're Spanish white yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not like you know anything yeah. else yeah yeah so it, I remember saying to her I wish I'd come up like a bit darker or my hair was like curlier or like yeah, something yeah 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 just to give like but I'm not like white yeah. and then she was like actually I'm quite glad you turned out the way you did because you won't face like as much prejudice as I've had to face 
just and that saying. made me really sad. Did it? It made me so sad because it's like my mum had this whole like breadth of experience. Yeah. Because you have to imagine, okay, Portugal is very white. There are like black people there. Yeah. It's like very white. Yeah. We moved to Switzerland uh-huh. and the village my dad. The whitest place in the world. The village my dad is from and uh, where we moved to because we lived with my grandmother for a bit. Yeah. They had never seen a black person in real life. So when oh. we moved there, she, she would see people like looking at her in the street and like uh-huh. opening their curtains to look at her and like, yeah, it was crazy. And obviously yeah. when we moved to Zurich, like, okay, it's a bit more of a bigger city, but still loads of white people. Yeah. And then we moved to Brighton, which is like very green and very like friendly, but again, very white. Yeah. So, people are still, but it's the other way where they're, yeah. they're just like, you're welcome, welcome, thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember she didn't have very many black friends. Like, yeah. um, there was a Brazilian woman uh, who we were friends with for a long time, uh-huh. who was black, uh, cool. and a few other people. And then her cousin moved to the UK for a bit. And like, but yeah, it's a very like white place. Yeah. So I can only imagine like what she's had to go through. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. I was born. Just like feel the feeling yeah. of isolation and yeah, not having exactly. anyone to share that kind of shit with. Yeah. So like the fact that she's like, no, I'm glad that you don't have to face the kind of stuff I've had to face. It's just kind of like, holy shit. That's so crazy to have that. Like, I've only ever. Have you read um, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race? Yeah, I have, yeah. uh, fuck, um, that was the first book that I ever read that I was just like, oh my god, a little bit of this is talking about me. <laughs> yeah. And um, it talks about uh, parents of mixed kids where the parent doesn't fully understand the, the racial experience of the child. So yeah. even though they're the parent and they love them unconditionally, they still won't understand everything and how that can create tension in those yeah. kind of relationships. And I've never thought about it the other way around, where you can't understand the yeah. experience of race that your mum's had. Yeah. And I mean, I guess she doesn't understand your experience, but she probably does because your experience is more represented in the culture. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, and I remember her once saying to me, even though I've never had a stepdad, she's had like boyfriends and stuff like that who have been mostly white yeah. and she once said to me like I always wondered like if I had like a black boyfriend and like we got married and had kids and the kids were like darker than you if you would feel like any weirder yeah. or, and I was like well I don't know because that hasn't happened yeah <laughs> but, luckily that's a moot point yeah. but like I don't know I hope that's not stopping you from dating yeah. black guys because you know like I don't... So, so I'm racist because my daughter is white <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, yeah it's just a practical based racism it's not Nothing like ideological. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't want to make life harder for my daughter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm and unfortunately, <laughs> your dark skin will do exactly that. So <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yeah. So it's like completely weird. And like when people ask me where I'm from, it like it gives me whiplash because I'm like I don't I don't know if it's just an innocent question of like oh where in the UK are you from? Yeah, totally. Or if they've clocked that okay, you're not fully white. That's a funny where line. Are you from? Is yeah. that is a stand-up line? That's a funny line. Where people ask me where I'm from, it gives me whiplash. <laughs> That's really is. funny. Is that? Uh, I haven't oh, used it. No. That's, you should use that. It's really funny. Exactly. Like a tennis match, you know? Yeah. But it does. like, And especially like, like on dating apps and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it, it feels like... I never yeah, know. you've got to have like 50 of those little flag points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I never really know like if it's an innocent question or if it's people like totally like asking me yeah. like, I don't get it nearly as bad as like my other mixed friends or uh-huh. like who look mixed and yeah. stuff like that but it's just like yes yeah, the kind of worry it's like because like I've, I've had like an ex-boyfriend who he's like sort of Scottish Irish 
English, white, yeah. white, white, white descent. Yeah. So like when he started like dating me and was like, oh, you know, I have family in like Portugal and uh-huh. Africa and Switzerland and I'm from everywhere. Yeah. Um, so that was very like new to him and like kind of like exotic for yeah, want of sure. a word. And like he didn't mean it, but like it's like we would like meet his family or like meet people. It's like, oh, this is Ella. This is where she's from. This is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. and it made me feel like quite alien. And I know he didn't mean anything by it, but just a bit like I'm also just like a person. That this is an like, interesting <laughs> thing about that, isn't it? It's that he almost led with your identity as being yeah. your heritage, yeah. which in a way is still basically the color of your skin. You yeah. know, yeah, exactly. like uh, I I had a joke in my set about uh, there was one black dude in my year at high school, and yeah. his nickname was Black Man. Oh, Everyone used to call him Black Man, yeah. right? And then there was another girl um, in our school called Georgie Black, and uh, everyone called her Georgie because she was white. So, <laughs> like, she got to have an identity <laughs> yeah. that was, like, something else before the colour of her skin, you yeah. know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, I've never been to Australia, so I don't know, but I've heard so many, like, instances of just, like, casual racism. Oh, totally, like, man. Yeah. And I even feel a part of it because like all my friends are white growing up everything like I was ignorantly very racist when I was like up until I moved to Melbourne when I was 20, 21 and then that shit fucking hit me hard like I got in trouble man I had to learn you know and then moving to London was a whole other thing like in Australia going to school they're like it's a multicultural country it's so great and you're like yeah like they feed you that thing and then I got to London and I was like oh my God, this is you know multiculturalism <laughs> yeah. in Australia is just like we've got one there. Look, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sorry, like moved to London and I started making friends with like like different people and stuff. And it was actually last year, uh, my friend Layla, they're like a musician and like writer and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've actually got a book out coming out next year called Not Quite White. I know Layla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and she wanted to do a podcast, so she like invited me and like another mixed blogger. We were yeah, talking yeah. about like just our mixed experience and that was like one of the first times in my life where I was like oh my god I'm talking about all these things yeah, and people understand totally. where I'm coming from totally. and have had like similar kind of instances and like I felt like less alone because like obviously I don't relate to white communities and I don't relate to black communities yes. and I don't relate to Hispanic communities like uh-huh. Portugal is technically Hispanic I'm not really sure sure yeah so like I've never really felt like I fit in anywhere yeah 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 so like it was so nice to have like turns out your ethnicity yeah. is I was waiting for the internet to invent me an ethnicity. Exactly. So yeah, and that was like quite quite a like eye-opening experience. Yeah, totally. Like, oh my man. god, I'm not alone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, what's your do you have a plan going forward with your dad? Any um, ideas? Well, I will probably have to eventually be like, so, yeah. hey, where have you been? Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the question. Mm. You just want to ask him where have you been? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm just kind of getting the niceties out of the way until there aren't any niceties left. And yeah. I'll just be like, right, let's get down to it. Sure. This is the reason why I contacted you not to ask you how the weather is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although still, the weather is a very valid one. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'm just riding the wave and seeing where yeah. it takes me. Man, well, I hope you, um, I hope you can figure it out. I hope you get some closure. Thank you. Me too. <laughs>